SCP-6686 Laplace's Demon Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures SCP-6686 is currently contained within a critical-grade, radiation-proof, heat-resistant, electromagnetic heavy humanoid containment chamber on Laniaca Station, footnote 1, assembled in orbit of Luna and later moved into close orbit of Sol to monitor and research anomalous mass fluctuations detected within its core, later assigned in managing the SCP-179 subdivision of the Composite Orbital Early Warning System, COES, recently retasked on overseer orders to additionally house containment and research of SCP-6686, in close orbit of Sol. The chamber has been constructed within the habitation ring's central support structure. It can be decoupled in case of emergency and ejected from the station, after which it will remain in stable Sol orbit for later retrieval by Solar Task Force Majoris Alpha, Orion's dogs. Footnote 2. Solar Task Force, previously Jovian Task Force, formed initially to monitor and patrol the Jovian system for goal and anomalous activity, later retasked along with Laniaka Station to SCP-6686 who were temporarily stationed on Mercury until barracks on Laniaka Station finished construction. Under O5 Command Any physical exposure to, observation of, or communication with SCP-6686 is currently forbidden to all staff of any clearance level. Description SCP-6686 is a sentient humanoid entity of average human height and build, composed exclusively out of QCD matter. Footnote 3, Quantum Chromodynamic Matter Believed to be the densest matter in existence and theorized to only exist within the core of especially dense neutron stars. Footnote 4, Quark Stars A hypothetical type of compact exotic star where extremely high core temperatures and pressure has forced nuclear particles to form quark matter, a continuous state of matter consisting of free quarks. This matter remains perfectly stable within SCP-6686, despite lacking the extreme gravitational forces that would typically be necessary to produce and maintain it. It instead only exerts the gravitational influence of an average human. Similarly, its internal and external temperature has been measured at an unchanging 30 degrees Celsius across its entire body, despite QCD matter in its typical environment being measured around 10 to the power of 12 degrees Celsius. SCP-6686 emits light at an average of 860,000 lumens per square meter. Footnote 5. The lumen is a measure of the total quantity of visible light emitted by a source per unit of time when exposed to foreign stimuli. Through exposure-reduced photography, the only detail that can be distinguished is an oscillating image stretching across its facial topography. The image delineates a distance and angle conformal map of the celestial neighborhood of the solar system depicting 22 of the most proximate star systems with a notable exception of Sirius. The oscillations repeat every 8.6 seconds and begin in the center of the image where Sol is located, dimming depicting star systems systematically by proximity until each fades out fully, at which point it repeats again from the center. SCP-6686 possesses no internal nor external organs and is incapable of hearing or speech. However, through anomalous means, it is capable of registering visual stimuli, allowing for communication through visual Morse code. 
Additionally, SCP-6686's luminosity sporadically fluctuates in intensity when exposed to foreign physical stimuli. Reactions can range from light to extremely bright fluctuations. Despite having no components capable of doing so, SCP-6686 is able to receive and transmit free space optical communications. Footnote 6 an optical communication technology that uses light propagating in free space to wirelessly transmit data. This was discovered after an image captured shortly following its discovery revealed an unauthorized transmission narrow cast towards SCP-6686 originating from a Foundation subsidiary operated satellite in Earth orbit, which received a return narrow cast from SCP-6686 shortly after. No logs of either message or their contents could be found in the SATCOM database. The event is currently under investigation. For further information on the discovery of SCP-6686, see Addendum below. Addendum. Discovery. SCP-6686 was discovered on May 16, 2092, through images captured by NASA's SOHO satellite, footnote 7, Solar and Heliospheric Observatory, initially thought by astronomers to be a comet from the Krutz Sungazer family, footnote 8 a family of sun-grazing comets, characterized by orbits taking them extremely close to the sun at perihelion, believed to be fragments of one large comet that broke up several centuries ago. A few hours before estimated contact with the corona, the object drastically altered its trajectory without external influence, instantly decelerating into a perfectly stable heliostationary orbit of the northern polar region at a distance of 40,000 kilometers. Despite the extreme proximity to the corona, it exhibited no signs of deterioration. At this point, the Foundation is alerted by agents embedded within NASA, and the anomaly is placed under surveillance. Direct witnesses are amnesticized, and a cover story is formulated, blaming the event on faulty satellite instruments due to advanced age and use far past its original service life. Due to its proximity to the event, Laniakia Station was ordered to temporarily monitor the object while Solar Task Force Majoris Alpha was retasked and commanded to retrieve it. Addendum Fusion Event After remaining in heliostationary orbit for approximately 12 hours, SCP-6686 begins to deform, attaching itself to the photosphere in the process. Footnote 9 The visible surface of the sun, the photosphere, is the layer below which the sun becomes opaque to visible light. Over the course of 8 minutes and 36 seconds, 99.86% of its mass is absorbed into Sol, with the final 0.14% remaining perfectly stable in orbit. Laniakia Station Probe LNK SolSat-71 confirms remaining SCP-6686 mass to be humanoid in shape. The Solar Task Force Majoris Alpha containment cruiser Scipio Emilianos is ordered to approach. First recorded movement of SCP-6686 is detected at a separation of 8.6 kilometers exiting a fetal position to gesture down towards the photosphere. Its location in orbit has now been confirmed to be directly opposite that of SCP-179. Due to atmospheric conditions, LNK SolSat-71 is unable to observe any precise motions. Though after extensive review, they appear to be dismissive in nature. At a separation of 0.86 kilometers, SCP-6686 returns to its fetal position, and is apprehended by Solar Task Force Majoris Alpha without incident. Notice. Recent addenda addition lacking mandatory review by a minimum of two level 3 researchers. 
Be aware. Addendum. Interviews. Notice from head researcher Dr. Miriam. It can't just have... The directive bearing communication with SCP-6686 reached us before I was able to get any information out of it. I couldn't understand why. That bootlicker of a station director licked it up and blindly expected there to be a good reason for it. Transferred all of us to work on this... thing. Took him a month to get them to source us people to restaff the now derelict apartments. 150 million kilometers away from Earth. What were they going to do if we left a couple of researchers to monitor the lookout in the sun? No, there must have been a good reason for it, right? Best to just go along. Maybe they'll promote me. Fucking spineless coward. Anyway, I doubt anyone will reprimand me now if I just add these previously off-the-record interviews I had with SCP-6686 to the official document. Figure it out yourself, I guess. Dr. Merriam, former head researcher, SCP-6686. Initial interview log, June 21st, 2092. Interviewer, head researcher Dr. Merriam. Subject, SCP-6686. Note, this interview has been translated from Morse code. To communicate with SCP-6686, interviewer Dr. Merriam utilizes a fluorescent light to transmit visual Morse code which SCP-6686 responds to by altering its own luminosity. Begin log. Dr. Merriam, speaking. All right, communication attempt number 32. Here we go. Hello, my name is Dr. Merriam, and I speak to you on behalf of the SCP Foundation. Do you understand me? SCP-6686. Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, you know English. Do you speak any other languages? I believe so. Would you care to elaborate? I did. Or maybe I didn't yet. In any case, I do. How, how did you learn these languages? I already told you. I... Ah, my apologies. Time. Too much time. Or maybe none at all. In any case, I've always known. I see. Do you have a name? Anything you would like me to call you? Hmm. SCP-6686? Oh. Huh. Alright. A bit impersonal. How do you know these things? I already told you. Time. With enough time, you begin to understand a lot of things. All things, even. Like you've always understood them. Because you always have. With enough time, you need no time at all. I don't... Never mind. Tell me about the fusion event. You arrived in the solar system and entered a heliostationary orbit of Sol, then proceeded to lose a significant amount of your mass into the photosphere. What happened? Mass accumulated throughout a long voyage. And a tool for the next. I see. Would you mind me asking where you originate from? From a linear perspective, the same place as you. Same place as anyone, or anything else. Are you talking about the Big Bang? Now, that's a personable designation. Yes. What, what do you mean by a... SCP-6686 turns toward the eastern wall of the chamber, currently facing Sol, and begins to transmit a message. 
interrupting Dr. Miriam. I would like to see. SCP-6686 lifts its arm and points to the wall. There. The sun? Yes, thank you. You've been very helpful. Oh, my apologies. You've yet to agree to my request. If you're asking for a window, we can't do that. There are no windows on the station. Aside from being a risk to structural integrity, it's a radiation hazard as well. I'm well aware. A camera feed would suffice. Before I decide on your request, I'd like you to clarify a few things. Yes. How you are able to see and register visual stimuli? You say you want this feed to see? You possess no ocular organs, yet you were able to see this fluorescent light which I am using to communicate with you. Could you explain this? I understand that you're naturally curious, but sometimes a question simply doesn't have an answer. I've had time. All of time. Always known everything I will ever know. Everything I've yet to learn. To understand. But I'll never find an answer to your question. Because I don't have one right now. You don't know- SCP-6686 begins to transmit a message, interrupting Dr. Merriam. I apologize, Dr. Merriam. It's been pleasant speaking to you. But I have responsibilities in a limited time frame. Although, in the end, I know I'll always be on time. SCP-6686 proceeds to brighten significantly, forcing Dr. Merriam to vacate the interview room as the light overwhelms the photochromatic glass. It does not respond to any further communication attempts, and the interview is subsequently terminated. End log. Interview duration, 28 minutes, 8 seconds. Interview log. June 28, 2092. Interviewer, Head Researcher Dr. Merriam. Subject, SCP-6686. Note. The following interview is likewise translated from Morse code. SCP-6686 has remained unmoving and unresponsive since the previous interview. Begin log. Dr. Merriam. Good morning. How are you today, SCP-6686? SCP-6686? I'm sorry, but unless you comply and answer my questions, my superiors will not be granting your request for a camera feed. This is your last chance. SCP-6686 begins to transmit a message, interrupting Dr. Merriam. SCP-6686. My apologies. Tell me, Dr. Merriam, how clearly can you see what's to come? Well, you never know what's around the corner, not in my line of work. I'm surprised that you asked me a question. Here I was assuming you'd already know the answer. SCP-6686 turns away from the wall to face Dr. Merriam. Yes. I must apologize again. This part consistently proves strenuous. I have a few more questions for you. And if you answer them, my superiors would be more than happy to provide you with a live camera feed of the sun. Did I not? Hmm. Go ahead. Let's discuss my question from a previous interview. How you're able to see... I've gathered that you don't fully understand the functions behind it, but I was hoping you could at least expand on it a bit in some capacity. Naturally curious, yes. What I do know is that I don't see, per se, but I feel. 
I feel the space between things. The space between these walls. The space between you and me. The space between the molecules of the bulb and the space between its photons and their waves. When you are capable of processing that, gathering a mental image is not difficult. You could speak and I will understand you. But I believe this is a more apt form of communication. Dr. Miriam speaking. So, you understand this? Yes. But let's stick to what we know, shall we? Alright, next question then. Again, I would like you to expand on something from the last interview. You said that you originate from the Big Bang. Could you elaborate? I apologize, Dr. Miriam, but that is a sensitive topic for me, and I would rather not discuss it further than that. SCP-6686, if you don't cooperate, I can't guarantee that your request will be approved. In fact, do you not already know the outcome? I don't know that. You don't know what? The outcome? I know I'll miss something, but I can never see what. You need to be more unambiguous. I had made a mistake and was on the path to correct it. From the first moment, I saw clearly. I understood all I would understand, up until a certain point. At each point in my path that I couldn't clearly see past, I met a civilization. Some brilliant, others dull, some belligerent, others cooperative, but all were sentient. The only constant at each point, sentience. Each civilization, like a filter smudging the detail of what I could do next. You seem pretty sentient to me. Out of necessity, I presume. When you're provided vision like I, it's redundant. Or rather, it should have been. But when a filter is placed, it proves useful. Before each filter is torn down, I always hope to finally see an answer on the other side. Each time I find myself discouraged, but I continue to do what I must, to make up for my mistake. The universe is not infinite after all. I excuse me, um, torn down? Yes, Dr. Miriam. Curious as you are, I am surprised you never asked why I was here. Now you know. I, I don't actually, you're not speaking very clearly, SCP-6686. Hmm. I suppose you're right. It's about time anyway. I can no longer see a reason to hide my intentions from you. And why have you? To keep it simple. You seem like a highly motivated individual. And while under no means am I threatened by you, it would be counterproductive to take needless risks with such erratic individuals. Your organizations is one of great means and power clearly. And fortunately, your superiors are of more reasonable and predictable mind. Through aberrational means, they could see the ripples in my wake. But in the process, they also saw there was nothing that could prevent what will come. And so they stepped out of my way. For forgive me if I am misunderstanding you, but this sounds very much like a threat. I've known the precise location, momentum the past and future values of each primeval atom since the beginning of time. All that for a thing like sentience to impede my perception. 
It's an aberration I can't allow to linger if the universe is to be returned to its intended state. I'm disheartened to hear that SCP-6686, but I can assure you these superiors you speak of won't allow you to carry out whatever it is you're doing. No matter how ancient you are, you're severely underestimating your capabilities. You try to understand what can't be understood. You try to apply reason to what cannot be reasoned. You try and you fail. But at the end of the day, I am to blame. For allowing the universe to exit a state of perfect equality. For not letting us all be at peace without space for aberrations. Your threats will not be returned in kind. I feel the space between things. The space between me and that wall. The space between you and me. The space between the stars. There is so much of it. So much of the space. Space that should never have been there. Space that should never have separated us. I can assure you, I will correct my mistake. The islands of light will be dispersed across the sea of nothing. Equally. I believe that's enough for today's interview. Let's try again tomorrow. Maybe you'll be in a less antagonistic mood. The sun hasn't risen tomorrow, Dr. Miriam. End log. Interview duration, 58 minutes, 41 seconds. Addendum. Attachments. Emails. From Professor K. Dresden at scp.international. To Laniakia staff. Subject. Regarding transfers. Date. May 23rd, 2092. Following SCP-6686's arrival in the solar system and its subsequent containment on the station, anomalous mass fluctuations within Sol's core have seemingly begun moving outwards towards the photosphere. However, as much as I would like to keep an eye on these events, due to the sudden demand for engineering and research positions in containment of SCP-6686 under Overwatch orders, the Solar Subcoronal Monitoring Department and the COEWS-179 subdivision will be shutting down until additional personnel can be sourced. I'm seeking approval to relocate some additional personnel from SCP-6686, but in the meantime, things will remain as they are. Hopefully this clarifies the situation for all you on the station. I apologize for the rushed state of affairs recently. I want to thank you all for your tireless work. You're all performing above and beyond what is expected of you. Cheers, Professor Dresden. O5 clearance detected. Further attachments available. From Professor K. Dresden at scp.international to Overwatch Command at scp.international Subject, Laniakia Station Personnel Deficit Date, May 22nd, 2092 the recent directive placed upon Laniaka Station by your council has put significant stress on personnel. I no longer have enough people to staff the Solar Subcoronal Monitoring Department and COEWS-179 subdivision, and as such have been forced to shut down both until further notice. I can see this anomaly is of utmost importance to you, and that research is paramount, but depriving these departments of researchers in order to do so is an extreme and unnecessary measure that does nothing but put lives at serious risk. Just last year, 179 alerted us to the 4Vesta incident, no doubt saving hundreds of millions of lives. And now, due to this directive, I have no one to staff the department responsible for monitoring her communications. 
Since you are not authorizing me to transfer any staff members from SCP-6686, I hereby request your counsel to source Laniakia Station further personnel, as it can no longer serve its original purpose of anomalous solar research and monitoring of SCP-179 communications. The need to quickly ascertain the danger of a newly discovered anomaly is understandable, but this is excessive. I remain uncertain why Laniakia was mandated like this, but since you haven't already told me, I know better than to ask. I apologize for this inimical email, but this is extremely important, and I need to know what's going on down there. I see no reason for you to deny my request. Regards, Professor Dresden. From Overwatch Command at SCP.International. To Professor K. Dresden at SCP.International. Subject. Response. Laniakia Station Personnel Deficit. Date. May 22nd, 2092. Operations on Laniakia Station are to continue as directed. All personnel will remain assigned to SCP-6686. We are reviewing your request. Stand by for further information. 052. From Overwatch Command at SCP.International to Professor K. Dresden at SCP.International Subject, Response Laniakia Station Personal Deficit Date, June 16th, 2092 your request has been approved. Personnel have been sourced and are to arrive in a week. I'm sorry. 052. Does the Black Moon howl? No, as it would further contribute to entropy. Welcome, 051. Accessing SkipNet Communication Archive. Overseer Communication, June 28th, 2092. Subjects, 051, 052. From Overwatch 1. 2. Overwatch 2. Subject. Laniakia Station. Laniakia Status Report. 051. From Overwatch 2. 2. Overwatch 1. Subject. Response. Laniakia Station. As per our directive, the station director was forced to shut down both the Solar Subcoronal Monitoring Department and the COEWS-179 subdivision. Both remained operational for 32 days, until newly sourced staff arrived. As a result, Laniakia's monitoring of SCP-6686's influence on Sol was completely inhibited, and SCP-179's warnings after the fusion event fell on deaf ears. Following the restaffing of both departments, I was contacted directly by the station's director. He forwarded three images of a surface event on Sol, which manifested just today. I have attached these for you below. It seems our interference gave it just enough time. The orbit is aligned. Our work is done. We did what we could, didn't we? 052. From Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2. Subject, response, Laniakia Station. We must all die in the dark so that one day we can live in a new light. 051. Thank you for listening to SCP-6686, Laplace's Demon, by Gabriel Caro. If you enjoyed this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow the link in the description of the SCP Wiki, and vote to support it and the SCP Wiki as a whole. Also, Happy Thanksgiving.